Good morning. Welcome to the Last Stand Church. I'm Pastor Sam Davis. Let's begin with a word of prayer. Dear Lord and Heavenly Father, as we gather together before you this morning, and we open your word, and we open our hearts to receive your message, your message for your church who's living in these end times. Help us to embrace everything that you've told us would happen. Help us to understand that your will is to be accomplished and that we agree and align our lives with your will. We love you and praise you, and may your Holy Spirit enlighten the hearts of our minds. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So the time has come, is the name of the sermon. And we pray that God comes soon. We expect God to come soon. Frankly, we don't understand why God has allowed all of this to go on for so long already. Yes, many need to be saved, but the rise of evil and the final end-time authoritative overthrow of everything decent and good needs to be responded to. How many times can we hope to find a way out of our mess? How many times have I been disappointed? Have we been disappointed? Can I get an amen? Whenever I preach a message at a funeral, I always feel like I have the attention of the audience more than on a Sunday morning sermon. There is something about recognizing our own mortality that makes us sit up and take notice. Sometimes even when it is the mortality of someone close to us. In our society, we have deluded ourselves into believing it always happens to the other guy. But sometimes, on those rare occasions, something causes us to realize it could be us. Like maybe 9-11. Who didn't feel for those trapped inside those buildings? Or for those who had been passengers on those planes? Who couldn't imagine facing the end of your life like that? But let's remember Todd Beamer of Flight 93. He knew what was happening. And he decided they were going to try to take down the hijackers to prevent the success of their attack. And with his last breath on the phone, Todd Beamer said, let's roll in the face of evil. I hope I can be like Todd Beamer. 
and say, let's roll. Anyway, that is the very thought or epiphany I am trying to tap into with this morning's message. Who couldn't imagine facing the end of your life? Because, folks, it really is the end times. We knew it was going to come someday, didn't we? So here we are. And I have a dickens of a time getting anyone to pay attention. Getting people to recognize it could really happen to us, to our generation. It's almost like I need a funeral to wake everybody up. And since this is a Sunday morning sermon, and we are not currently at a funeral, I have had to research some facts to alert us to the enormity of our current situation. So buckle up, buttercup. We are going to take a ride through the inconvenient truth of our world. I got the following statistics from known sources on the internet. No, not from right-wing media, but from known statistical data used by everyone. For example, in 2017, the worldwide deaths were 56 million people. But what does that really mean? It's just a number. How does that alter our own perception of thinking we will just keep living and the world will just keep going as it has been? Let's see if we can break down all these statistics into a single day on planet Earth and wonder together what God might be thinking about all of this. Death by diseases worldwide. 49.683 million per year. Or 136,117 deaths per day. 136,117 deaths per day by diseases worldwide. Every day. Death by homicide worldwide. 405,346 every year. That's 1,110 deaths per day by homicide. Death by suicide worldwide is 793,823 per year. That's 2,174 People killing themselves every day. 2,174 people are killing themselves every day worldwide. Death by traffic accident worldwide. 
1.24 million every year. That's 3,397 deaths every day by traffic accident. That may not surprise you who drive in Houston. How about death by drowning worldwide? 295,210 every year. That's 809 deaths every day by drowning. How about death by starvation or undernutrition worldwide? 501,766 per year. That's 1,375 deaths every day from starvation or undernutrition. How about death by drug and alcohol abuse or use? Worldwide, 351,546 every year. That's 963 deaths every day by drug and alcohol use. How about death by conflict worldwide? 129,720 every year. That's 355 deaths a day by conflict, war, conflict. How about death by fires worldwide? 120,000 632 people every year die in fires. That's 330 deaths per day. How about death by poisonings worldwide? 72,370 people per year. That's 198 deaths per day by poisoning. How about death by weather, hot or cold exposure, worldwide, every year? 53,349 people die every year. That's 146 deaths a day by hot and cold exposure to the elements. How about death by terrorism, worldwide? 26,445 per year. That's 72 deaths a day on planet Earth by terrorism. How about death by natural disasters worldwide? 9,602 every year. That's 26 deaths per day by natural disasters. So let's add up some numbers. All deaths per day from all causes we just went over is 147,072 deaths per day. 147,072 deaths every day. Or 102 Deaths every minute. Or almost two people dying every second. 
Can you imagine how crowded the lines to the afterlife are? If there was such a thing. But here we sit with all of this going on around us and we believe it cannot happen to us. Or we believe it is far off and not something to prepare ourselves for. How very wrong we are. So now let's add a couple of other statistics I'm very sure God is keeping his eyes on. How about adding deaths from abortion to our stats? The world actually doesn't count abortions as death. Can you imagine what God thinks of that? What do you think of that? Death by abortion worldwide is over 45 million every year. That's 125,000 deaths by abortion every single day. So let's add these numbers to our death count because we know that God counts them. So all deaths per day, including abortions now, equals 272,072 deaths per day. 272,072 deaths every day. Or 189 deaths every minute. Or just over three people dying every second. And we walk around like the world is just going to keep on forever. And we don't realize that death is all around us. The world is dying at an incredible pace already. Wait until the stupidity of mankind increases during the Great Tribulation. I think you might be seeing it already. Mankind is mankind's worst enemy. They are already doing so much harm to all the people already. And all of this is just going to increase the death rate on earth. You think that God has to pour out judgments on mankind to bring death and destruction on earth? No. Mankind is doing it to itself already. And it's going to get much worse. That is why the greatest unused strength of the born-again Christian in the world today is having no fear of death. No fear. Jesus overcame death and the grave. It may be coming for us, but God promised us, just like he promised Jesus when he laid his life down, that death will not have any hold on us. Hallelujah. We will rise up to eternal life with our God and King. 
So I believe at this point I have made my point about death on planet Earth. But do you think that all of this is happening right now? But do you think that all of this is happening right now? Do you think God is sorrowful because mankind is killing them, killing themselves in so many ways? It is so much darker than what we understand. Look in Genesis chapter 6, verses 5 through 6. We're reading out of the New King James Version. Genesis chapter 6, verses 5 through 6. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continuously. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth and he was grieved in his heart. Remember Jesus said in the New Testament that before his return it was going to be just like before the days of Noah. This is a verse when God was looking down at what had happened to mankind just before he sent the flood of judgment. So, we've talked about death, but that's not the end of the story of what is happening all around us today. How about adding the effects of sin to our funeral list today? Rape and sexual assault are crimes against the very soul of a human being. It will affect their mental health for the rest of their lives. Worldwide statistics report that one rape or sexual assault happens on planet Earth every one to two minutes, or 960 per day worldwide. Imagine the scars and degradation of each person this happens to. It is estimated that one out of every six women in the United States have been raped or sexually assaulted in their lifetimes. And so many don't even report it. And many of the abusers continue to hurt others every day all around the world. This hurts God's heart and damages so many people who are walking among us let me say that again. So much hurt and it's all around us. They are walking around us. Hurt and damaged souls feeling worthless and unloved. 
Do we really want the world to continue like this? How about adding child sexual abuse to our funeral list? To the list we're compiling, proving that the world is dying and that maybe the final nail in our collective coffin as a people and world who have rejected the good God of the Bible. A world who has rejected the good God of the Bible. Right now, authorities have identified 17,000 children worldwide in online pornography that is being actively traded among male and female adult abusers. They can't catch them fast enough before 100 others join those already producing and trading online child pornography. And imagine where they are getting all these children to abuse in front of their video cameras. According to the FBI, in 2020, there were 365,348 NCIC, that's their National Computer Database, entries for missing children. 365,348 entries for missing children. 607 people go missing every single day on planet Earth without a trace. And most of them are children. And this is not including the ones who have been found and their cases closed. Where are all these missing people and missing children? We don't know. Somebody knows. God knows. In fact, God knows exactly what is happening to them. <sighs> are you surprised at this point that God hasn't already caused the end times to happen? If you are starting to feel like you are at a funeral, that's good. Because we are at a funeral. The funeral of the planet. It's in the book of Revelation. God is not going to let this go on forever. We should not be denying the end times are going to come someday. We should be crying out to God to bring the end times so the whole world can be released from the curse of death, pain, and suffering. Okay, yes. You have a nice job, a nice house, a couple of nice cars. You have money in the bank, food on your table, 
entertainment at your fingertips 24 hours a day and you say none of what I have described is happening to you but I'm here to tell you that is an illusion please turn to Ephesians chapter 5 verses 15 through 17 we're still reading in the New King James Version, Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 17. See then you walk circumspectly, looking around, seeing what's going on. I added that. Not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Understand what the will of the Lord is. And we, believers, want to align ourselves to God's will, not our own will. God's will is for each born-again believer to understand it is far past time for God to bring judgment on planet Earth. We are going against God's will if we continue to ignore the horror going on all around us because we are living in comfort and all the pain and suffering going on in the world is happening to someone else. We don't want to know. But God is calling us to allow his timetable to change the direction of our lives. To change what is important to us. The world, in fact, is changing right now. No more later. It is happening right now. Is that okay with you? Is it okay that God has finally decided now is the time to act? Or does that upset you? Does it upset your plans? Are you a young person who is looking forward to going to college, getting a career, getting married and having a family? Does God really expect you to be happy because he has decided to intervene now after all this time, right when it's your turn to live? Now? Why now? Why not later? If you really think these kinds of thoughts, you might want to examine yourself to see if you really have fully trusted Jesus Christ to save your immortal soul. This is what all of this has been about. 
the whole Bible. This is the culmination of every promise God has made to mankind since Adam and Eve screwed it up for us. Come on, man, Joe Biden would say. Get with the program. Get on board with God's eternal plan for humanity. Did you really think Make America Great Again was God's plan to bring peace to the earth? No. We cannot have peace until Jesus Christ has cleansed the earth from all those who have, have eternally rejected him. Sorry, I stumbled a little. We cannot have peace until Jesus Christ has cleansed the earth from all those who have eternally rejected him. Those who are now calling evil good. Those who are lying to themselves and to everybody else. This evil and deception causes sin and death to increase at an alarming rate. And there is a price to pay for all of this, an eternal price. And there's a cost to be counted for those willing to resist this evil, willing to speak truth to those who are being deceived. And there's a world to be judged a true judgment by a righteous judge. The real plan for planet Earth is make humanity great again by eliminating everything that is an abomination to Almighty God. By eliminating everything that is an abomination to Almighty God. We are for that, right? We're for that. We want God to clean this place up so it's a decent place to live again, right? So to repeat, in this world today, the greatest unused gift that God has given his body, the church, is the gift of not fearing death, of not fearing what it's going to take to cleanse this earth. Not only not fearing death, but welcoming the coming judgment of God on this world even though it will be a painful experience for us to go through. So, will it be worth it? Worth it to cleanse the whole world? Worth it so little children will never fear another sexual predator again? 
worth it so women will never fear another sexual attacker again? Worth it so suffering and death are finally done away with? Worth it so evil people who victimize others can never victimize another human being again ever never 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 again is it worth it so another baby waiting to be born will never feel the utter loss of being destroyed by the very person who was supposed to love them how much is it going to take? How much suffering and pain is enough for you to be willing to give up your life of comfort and ease to pray and ask and cry out to God to bring the end times to planet Earth? For you to recognize all this is not happening to someone else. Recognize all this is not just happening to someone else. It is happening to people that God loves. People we should love. It's happening to us, to all of us, collectively as human beings. Recognize it with me. Recognize it with me and let's cry out to God together. Lord, our heart's cry is for the end to come. Our heart's cry is for you to be glorified before the whole world. Our heart's cry is for people to be set free from a world of sin and death. And our heart's cry is for true justice, untainted by corruption, to reign on planet Earth. And our heart's cry should be to stand up for the truth no matter the personal cost, as the curtain is called on the devil's reign on planet Earth. What is your heart's cry? In Jesus' name, let's finish in prayer. Lord Jesus, as we contemplate the true reality of what's going on all around us, even though we're living our lives seemingly untouched, because it's not happening to us. But Lord, we are your ambassadors, and we are here representing you. And those that you love, we love. Open our eyes and help us to see the damage that sin and death is having on the earth. And to take our focus away from our own little personal piece of comfort 
and stop ignoring the death and devastation happening to people all around us. Help us to understand your heart, O Lord, and what you must be feeling and what you must be experiencing seeing all this devastation and then watching your own children closing their eyes to it at the very time where we should be crying out to you, come quickly, Lord Jesus. The world needs you. It's dying all around us. But Lord, help us to be faithful no matter the cost, to stand up for truth, even when the whole world around us is trying to convince us that you don't even exist. We stand for you today, and we embark on the mission that you have set before us. These last days are our last opportunity to take a stand for you. We take this last stand together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.